It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Hi there, guys. Welcome back to Beyond the Building. We are in week three of our new series here in March that we are calling The Call. And what a great two weeks it's been already. Uh, I know last week we've all been tremendously blessed by what Michaela Elliott shared as we talked about the next generation, raising up the next generation to walk in the call that they've been given. And Michaela is a powerful force for the kingdom of God. She's got a great heart for Jesus. And I know the things that she was able to share last week have really been things that have impacted my story. And I know they have yours as well. Now, today we're going to talk about our call because we do need to encourage other people in their call, but isn't it really just super cool that God has given us all a unique call in our story? And I think one of the things that has amazed me most in my journey is that my, my call is in direct relationship to my greatest weaknesses. Debbie, what do you think about that? Well, I would like to say it's exciting to hear that, but it's really not exciting to hear <laughs> right. that, is it? It's not exciting because right. right. God turns things up upside down where we think we're weak in an area. Why in the world would God want to work in us and through us in that area of weakness? Why doesn't he work through our area of strength? And that's, that's not the operating business for God. Now, let me just put this out there, Laura. God does give us strengths and he does use our strengths to be difference makers, to be world changers. But the the call is often addressing an area that we feel uh, inadequate. And it really sets us up as a protection because then he gets the glory. Amen. Right. It's hard for us to say, look what we did. I mean, I think about how he called the disciples. He didn't, he didn't call Peter to just continue keep fishing for fish because he already knew how to do that. He would have been operating in his own strength and his yep. years of experience as a fisherman. He said, no, I want you to step out That's of right. place in an area of weakness. You're going to be a fisher right. of men. And, you know, Peter, that was not a, that was not a strength of his. He was stepping into a, a, a call for his whole life. He didn't even know he had the potential to do that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love Peter's story. I think he just, um, man, I just relate to him in so many ways. Now, I don't know how many of those who are listening know that Debbie and I uh, both have husbands who travel for work on a pretty regular basis, right, Deb? And because yeah. of that, we end up traveling with them. And so I have a question for you, Debbie, because um, we might be a little bit different in this department, but- Oh, we are. <laughs> we are okay. in many ways. Well, this is true. When I travel, um, one of the things that I I- don't do. And I wonder if you do like, do you look up the destination that you're headed to in order to find out where you're going and about, you know, the details and all that kind of stuff? Laura, I think there's like three or four major differences between the way the Perenos travel and the Keepers travel. First <laughs> Beyond of all, the, the suitcase, Debbie. <laughs> like that's one of them. That's one of them. Keepers maximize every suitcase you're allowed to take. And the Perenos will have Minimize. told us they would never travel with us because we check our luggage. <laughs> and we don't just check normal luggage. We check no everything. Yes, you I do. think it would just make Dan twitch if he, he wouldn't saw. Know what to do. He wouldn't know what to do with this. We also um, we plan our year ahead. Mm. We plan way out. Where I have talked to you on a Wednesday, and then you find out on a Thursday that you're leaving on a Friday, and I, we don't we don't operate that way. Uh, not, yeah, yeah. We are not that way, but we also <laughs> like to check out where we're going. I know you just came home from some trips. We are about to head to 
uh, Barcelona. I've never been there before. So we've already started looking, you know, Mm. in advance of what we're going to see, what to pack in all of our luggage. (laughs) And I know that is not the way you operate. That's right. And I think that's fun because I hear you saying like, you're going to have an expectation on where you're going, right? Right. You, You know what to expect in some ways. And when I go on vacation, like I never have an expectation of what I'm going to see. It's really only once in a great while that I actually will have a few minutes where I think ahead and say, grab a a travel book or look up online and find out where you're going. Um, So only every once in a while do I know what to expect when I'm on the way to where I'm going. And didn't you just share in the previous podcast back in the last month about your trip that you didn't even know where you were going? You got on a plane (laughs) and you didn't know. The final destination. How Laura, can you that, research where you're going if you don't know? Just break out in hives. <laughs> well, I love it. I love it. I mean, I, sometimes it's very, very unlikely that I actually know where I'm going and I don't get to expect anything ahead. Look, we need to get off that little rabbit trail. Laura, we need to go back to the disciples because God often does not tell us where we're heading. Sometimes it gives us a, a general direction. But if he mapped out every single step, I don't know about you, but the planner in me would say, God, I got it from here. Yeah. Right. He says, just trust me, follow me, even though you don't know where you're going. Yeah. But that's not, if he gave me the roadmap, I would already be down the road. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So one time, uh, a couple of years back, a friend of ours was taking us to Victoria Falls. Now this is crazy town, right? Because this is in South Africa. And we had a seven hour layover in Dubai. And I remember being in Dubai, I didn't have anything to work on in that moment. And I thought, all right, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to research where I'm going because I've never really done this before. I want to know what I can expect. So we're headed to Victoria Falls. Now I've been to Niagara Falls. I've been to other falls, right? But Victoria Falls was different. And as I started to read it, things just started to jump out at me. And there's just some things about this trip that really blew my mind. For those of you who don't know, Victoria Falls is in Africa and it flows from the Zambezi River. Now, the Zambezi River is a very, very lazy, peaceful river. Like if you were to look at the Zambezi River, as I did when I got there, you would never think in a million years that it was the force behind the falls that you're going to see. It runs from north to south. It's super beautiful. Zimbabwe and Zambia border it. It's one of the seven wonders of the world. It is twice as wide and twice as deep as Niagara Falls. So put that in your scope of measurement there. It's the largest curtain of nonstop falling in the world. And the power and strength of Victoria Falls is like no other source of water in the world. It's like the crazy power and strength display like no other display on the planet. Laura, if you reach that research this out a little bit more, David Livingston was the first European to discover the falls. We're not talking about the locals, you know, who mm-hmm. this is just all they're used, they're used to. His discovery of the falls, he found the reason or the source of the power behind that display of, of amazing strength. So you kind of wonder how can this peaceful, quiet, rather slow moving, you called it a lazy river, give yeah. way to the most powerful waterfall in the world. He figured it out. And for us, it didn't make sense. But as you start to hear about it, you're like, wow, there is a life lesson there. Yeah, there really is. Because what he found was like, Victoria Falls was a wonder, but he found what he found, I think is another wonder. Because he actually had to like peer low and deep uh, behind the falls in order to see the secret of the power. And when he looked behind the scenes, he saw the source of the power, what took this calm 
river into a raging fall. And he writes this um, simple sentence in his journal. And he said, what I saw was the entire falls, the size, the power, the strength are a result of simply a crack made in a hard basaltic rock from the left bank to the right bank, from the east bank to the west bank of the Zambezi River. So here, behind the water, behind the falls, there was a crack under the water that you couldn't see when you're just looking at it from the top. But when the river, this peaceful, lazy river, hits that crack, it just turned the direction of this north-south river it changed the direction and made it head forcefully to the edge. So if we really look at it, as we're talking about our weaknesses today, this weak place, this crack, this hidden thing under the surface is actually something that changed the direction of the river and gave it the power it needed to create and become a wonder of the world. Wow. So just, just chew on that a second, let that soak in, because now you're going to see how this corresponds to our lives. All of that power was created because of a crack. And because there was that place of weakness, right? That fissure in the very bottom from one bank of the river to the next, from the right to the left, it takes a slow moving lazy river and it moves over this line of weakness, this crack, and it becomes a wonder of the world. It was already an amazing river, but now it becomes a wonder. So I think one of the greatest displays of, power and strength in the world is coming from a weakness. Yep. You know, our God knows how to take a crack, a major weakness in our own lives that when he touches that area of weakness with his powerful hands, those hands that created the world, right. That, that, that control everything. He can take that, that crack and take something that was moving along peacefully and shift it. So that very place of weakness is the very place where his power in our lives is displayed. It's amazing. It's amazing. Victoria Falls is only powerful. Like you just said, it's only strong because it has a weakness. And this is where I just want to jump up and down because I found in my life, and I'm sure you have too, Deb, and those who are listening, that just like the Zambezi River is kind of on a journey, right? It's a river going down a path. We are on a journey too with the Lord. And God has established his kingdom. He is establishing his kingdom and he has a part or a call like we talked about for each of us in it. And he's given us a call, a place where his power and might can be on display. And the amazing thing is that he does it, Laura, by allowing us to have those areas of weakness. It's those weak areas. I mean, think about it. Every one of us can start naming. I'm not good at this. I'm not good at that. And therefore God can't use me in that area. And he's going, that's exactly where I want to display my power. Yeah, absolutely. Now, when we look at the word of God, I mean, there's so many we could choose from, but Paul comes to mind because he's just a great one to look at for someone who knew that he had a call and he knew he had a weakness and he wasn't afraid to talk about his weakness, man. I tend, sometimes I can be a little afraid to talk about weakness. So I need to learn from Paul here, but he knew he had it. And he knew that God was using him in those weak places. Now, now he says that he was using them. He Paul boasts oh about goodness. his areas of weakness. We're <laughs> going to read today in First Corinthians, but that kind of makes me laugh. I've now I've been tempted to boast about a lot of things in my life, Laura, but never running around <laughs> counting the horn about what I'm horrible at. 
Exactly. I mean, that, that makes me laugh too, Debbie, because can you imagine like trying to boast? What would people say if you came in boasting, like I'm the worst at this and you weren't trying to put yourself down. You were really being proud about it. It mm-hmm. just doesn't even make sense. Can you imagine mm-hmm. just going in and doing that? And here's Paul just like boasting in that fact. He, he, we don't go around boasting in the fact that we can't do something. But that's exactly what Paul did. Yep. I mean, he was boasting I what I couldn't do. So yep. he's like, look, look at my fissure. Look at my yeah. cracks, <laughs> but God is working and moving in those places that, you know, Paul was acknowledging, I'm not good at this. Yep. And yet look what God is doing. So he's kind of saying like, yes, God is allowing me to have these cracks so that he can show off. Yep. That's right. You know, it's crazy because uh, in the Zambezi river at Victoria Falls, the water wants to run from the North to the South, but because of the crack, it's forced to run a different direction. And I just need to stop there for a minute because I think that's huge. In our lives, um, you know, we have this plan, this north-south plan for us. But how often does God allow a weakness to come in and change it up, right? Mm -hmm. In order to redirect our lives for his glory. You know, we're traveling along smoothly, like that nice and busy river. And then our, our area of weakness, we run into a snag and it detours us, what we think away from the path that God has for us. And yet, isn't that how God is actually, what we assume is our path and it's now going a different direction because that's the path that God has designed for us. You know, my path looks different than yours. Mm -hmm. It looks different than everybody else's because it's unique to me. And it's very easy to make an assumption that just because other people are experiencing something, it's going to be the same for us. And God's like, Mm -mm. it's so specific to you. And I'm not worried about your area of weakness. In fact, I'm really glad that you have an area of weakness because if you turn to me, it turns into that place of strength and God, God's had that plan in our path all along. Amen. I love it. What, what looks like a detour. Have you ever like had to make a detour because there was a roadblock Oh yeah. and, and then you realize you like the detour better because oh, maybe yeah. it's not on the highway or it's prettier mm-hmm. or there's a great place to stop and eat or something like that. <laughs> Just think it's funny. It all comes back to food, but it gets me pretty <laughs> excited when I think about my weaknesses in this way, because, you know, I can totally see how God stepped in and used um, the places in my life that have been weaknesses as platforms for his glory. And I'm sure, you know, Deb, I know you can, others who are listening can, these detours or these um, places that we don't necessarily want to go end up being what God uses. You know, I think of some of the areas of weakness, um, because you and I both speak publicly, and some of the things that have been really hard points for me, when I've been honest about them with other people, one of the things that God has done through that is he has allowed me to become more relatable. Mm. Right. When you, when you are honest about your area of weakness and that God is still working in you in spite of that, other people, they kind of, they're kind of happy that you have an area of weakness because it really makes you approachable and more real to them. That's right. I love that too, because like, I know we're going to read here the scripture in a second, but it's kind of funny because if Paul didn't talk about his weakness, I'm not sure I could relate to him. No, I know I couldn't. You know, like Mm -mm. all the things that he did and he got back up from being stoned. I'm not really sure I couldn't relate to that. But the fact that I go, huh, he had a weakness and it's only because he was weak that God allowed those things to happen. I don't know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. Well, let maybe we could see what what he says here in 2 Corinthians 12. Well, it says 2 Corinthians 12. Let me read 9 to 10. This is written. Remember, this is written by Paul. And here's Paul who wrote the majority of the New Testament, right? The one that was 
killing the Christians. And now God mm-hmm. gets a hold of him. Talk about a detour. Yeah. Right. Yeah, being thrown right. off a horse. Right. So he's traveled all across um, the country on foot. He's on boat. He's planning churches all over parts of the world that like are now Turkey and uh, surrounding Asian and European countries. He's the ball that was beaten and he was flogged, but he got back up. He's the one who wrote about the armor of God. And all of us would go, what an incredibly strong man of God. Yes. Right. But this is what he says in verse nine. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all more, all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. And that is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in my weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties, for when I am weak, then I am strong. My goodness, if you just read that again slowly to yourself, you would think those couple sentences make no sense. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think that David Livingston thought the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. I, I highly doubt. He was like, I bet there's just a small weakness in this thing that made so much power. <laughs> right. You know, I doubt it, right? But it's the same thing. He got down. And he looked behind the water and he looked into the the rock and he discovered the secret. And I kind of feel that's what Paul's doing here too. Like, hey guys, what you see on the outside might look strong and get back up after being flogged and whatnot. But if you could just look real deep down, you know, let's get personal. Kind of like you were just saying, Mm -hmm. I've got this major, major weakness. And so I think when we look into Paul's story, you know, like David Livingston was amazed at the weakness. I think Paul would be saying the same thing because- David Livingston says, man, all the power is from a weakness. And Paul would say all the, all the strength is from a weakness. And, Mm -hmm. and it just, everything you see in me, it's, it's just not, you know, it's not from my own strength. It's from his. It's interesting. Paul says, look, I have a weakness. Okay. Let's put that out there. I have a weakness, (laughs) but here are some things that I can expect from it, it because of my weakness. And number one, he says, you know, God is revealing himself to me in a really powerful way. When you're feeling weak, you know, you rely on the Lord more Mm -hmm. and it's in those places you're more dependent and he reveals his presence. He reveals his heart. He he reveals his love for you in your area Mm -hmm. of weakness. And then he says, like, I'm going to tell all these people in the Corinthian church, you know, God is going to work through your areas of weakness as well. Like, Mm -hmm. don't despair the fact that you have these struggles, have an expectation. It's almost like you, you know, pulling out the, like an app to find out what's going to happen on your trip. Here are some things you can expect. God will speak to you. He will work in you. And as you surrender that dependency to him, he will empower you and he will be the game changer, right? He will be the one, the force um, of authority and the miraculous that's coming through your life but it's all coming from your place of weak. And you can expect that. It's in that place that you get really down low, right? Really look down into your heart and you start going, look at what I'm finding. You know, something is not as uh, put together as I thought it was. Mm. God says, it's in that place I want to work. I'm going to work my purpose in you and through you because I have an expectation of how I'm going to use your area of weakness to really Put the, put the attention back on myself. That's what God is saying. I will get the glory through this area of your life. Amen. You know, if we look back a few verses, um, 
it's not like a small weakness, right? This is not just like a little annoyance. And sometimes we have little annoyances too. But if we look back a few verses, we see like this was a big, big deal. And we don't know what the weakness was, but we know that it was not going the direction that he thought life was going to go. And we know that because he actually asked God three times to take it away. To take it away, yeah. Right? He pleaded with God, remove it. And I I think we probably have all done that about Mm -hmm. our, our weak points. And God did not take it away, right? God didn't take it away. And I I just think that's fascinating because so many times we want him to remove the very thing he's going to use. And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel the same way. Like I'm, sometimes I'm like, I don't really want that weakness. It doesn't make me feel good. Like it's not what I was planning on. Tripping me up and I just want it gone. Like Paul's not alone. And if you look back in the hall of faith in Hebrews 11, these, you know, these are the, the greats, right? The greats of faith. And yet I remember in Hebrews 11, verse two, it's the, what they were admired for was the fact that they couldn't see what God was going to do. And yet they still stepped out their area of weakness of whatever excuse that they had, like Moses, I can't talk Moses. I want you to be a spokesperson right? Yep. They won't accept me. Just tell them that I am as who's sending you. Gideon, yep. it's like, I can't fight. I, I'm yep. not a fighter. I'm hiding in a place that I really shouldn't be. No, you're going to go and defeat the enemy. You yep. know, Peter, oh my gosh, I denied you three times just after I declared that I would die for you. Like yep. These people, and the list goes on in Hebrews 11, the list goes on. These are people that didn't know how the outcome was going to turn out. They all felt like they had legitimate excuses. And yet, in the midst of their weakness, in the midst of their feeling like they failed, God said, step out and watch what I do. Amen. You know, and we see in the Bible over and over again, God's strength in our weakness moves mountains. It wins battles. It displays his mighty power. And Paul had learned a different perspective on weakness than sometimes we go into it. He says he's going to glory in it. It's almost like we can say Paul found the secret behind the false and Mm -hmm. he found out the truth behind our weaknesses. Uh, He had come to know what to expect when you want to have power and might and the grace of God pour through us in powerful ways. You know, God could have removed the thorn that he asked, right? Father, remove this thorn three times. He could have, but when he got out of that experience, he still had the thorn, but he got something out that was far better. Amen. Right. He got to hear God speak to his heart. It's almost like, you know, there's that crack in the basalt rock that wasn't fixed over years of all this water that's rushing through the Banzibi river. It's like, there's something better that came out of, um, came out of that passive river, right? That's right. One of the world, one of the wonders of the world Yeah, that came out. If it hadn't had that flaw, you wouldn't have that, that wonder. Paul got something better as well. I mean, how much, how much of the new Testament written by Paul is coming out of a place of sheer dependency? Yep. Because he, had a place in his life that he could not overcome. That was a message. And he says, the Lord said to me, I was able to hear God in that place. And those are the words that we hold on to today. Yeah. Like, thank God for his thorn. Absolutely. It's like, we wouldn't want Paul's thorn to be removed, right? Because he wouldn't (laughs) have gotten that message. And I would wonder, let's be real. If, if somebody came up with a way to fix the crack in the Zambezi river, I think we'd all be like, no way, don't do it. No way. Right. 
So I think the, the you're right. I mean, Paul did get something better. He got a message from the Lord. And the second thing we see in, in 2 Corinthians 12 is that he was empowered. He was empowered. God gave him the power that he needed. Man, I think sometimes we focus on the, the stuff we get or understand more than the stuff we don't. But if I'm going to have to go through a weakness and I get to hear God speak to me mm-hmm. and I get to get empowered by his Holy Spirit, then I want to say, okay, we've all got a, we all got a weakness, right? An insecurity, a place that's hurt over and over again. But I think what we want to see from this passage is a, it is no mistake that you have the weakness that you have. Right. And just like the crack in the rocks at the falls, you also have a call and that is no mistake either. And I think one of the amazing things is that God aligns those two places, right? The place where you feel least equipped is typically many, many times the very place where you are saying, no, I can't is the very place where God steps in and says, I can, and he shows his power through you. Laura, even as you said, uh, I can't, it's taken me back way back to your testimony Mm -hmm. where God was calling you to step out and lead a Bible study. And you're like, I can't, I can't, I can't. Yes. And you got the signed copy, right? That was the Uh, first beyond. That was the first beyond the, it yeah, was the first beyond, beyond women's conference. I was and like a women's conference. What? Yes. And you got that. Was it Priscilla Shire's book? Yeah. And yeah. she wrote in there. I He can. He can. Right. You're right. You can't, but he can. And that's, yep. that's powerful. And you'll look back now at the concerns that both you and I had, like, how can we really do this? Yeah. And he was like, no, you really can't. Yes. But I can, I can do that for you. And yes. both of us would say, I'm so glad Amen. that we, that we had the hesitation years ago. And we yep. said, God, if you'll do it, if you'll give us like confirmation that this Amen. is coming from you, Amen. you be the power behind it. And then look That's what right. God did. Right. right. God, awesome. many, many years of just blessing. You know, I would encourage um, our listeners. Here's something to think about. So much of our lives changes when we hear God's perspective. We we you know we've done a podcast lately on perspective. God, what is your perspective about the area that I see as a weakness in my life? Because when we get his perspective, it it changes an awful lot. He speaks yep. the truth to us and it it keeps us moving in the direction of the call that he has placed yep. on each one of us. So grab your journals, whatever they look like. Um, whether it's paper or online and just right at the top of the page, father, I feel like I have weaknesses that become excuses. What would you want to say to me? Amen. What's your perspective on my weakness? And just let it flow. See what he gives you. He's always affirming. He will speak the truth. He's not critical of you. He's mm-hmm. not condemning of you. And as you begin to write, you'll start to feel in your spirit. Wow. This is that crack in the Zambezi river. That's going to empower Amen. God, you to use work through my life in a, in an awesome way. That's right. So we just want to thank you guys for being in this journey in the month of March. Uh, as we look at the call, man, I'd love to go back and listen to Michaela again. That one was so good. Yep. Um, we have one more week as we wrap up our, our uh, month long season. And we're going to be looking at Elijah and Elisha. Yep. Uh, next week. So we hope you'll join us, share this with somebody um, that you have heard coming out of their mouths. I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. <laughs> and just encourage them. So we want to thank you guys for being part of our Beyond the Building podcast for here in March. We love you guys. Thanks for joining. Thanks so much. See you soon. 
We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that He has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.